0: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM
1: XM Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk all about Elimination Chamber and the Women's Chamber match where we saw an MVP performance from Tiffany Stratton. Also, we get into the road to WrestleMania 40 with Cody Rhodes, The Rock, Seth Rollins, and Roman after what we heard during the Grayson Waller effect. All that right now on the Busted Open podcast. There's one word that a lot of people described when when talking about Elimination Chamber, and that's the word predictable. And, got, you know, one thing I will say is predictable is not always a bad thing. You know, sometimes predictable is the way to go. That's why it's predictable because you see it coming in some ways, because that's probably the way that it should lay out. And listen, I brought up a couple of different scenarios. I actually brought up the scenario that I thought Nia Jax could beat Rhea Ripley in Perth because that would set up Nia and Becky for WrestleMania. Cause I, you know, I, my prediction was that Becky was going to win the chamber, but now you're going to get Rhea and Becky, and I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed in seeing those two in the ring at WrestleMania 40.
0: You just brought up the word predictable. I went to the Pantera concert the other night. They played Mouth for War. They played Walk. They played Cowboys from Hell. Very predictable. Still had a great time. Yeah, and and listen, like, they
1: could have went a different way, but that's the beauty of the WWE right now is – Certain things do look predictable, but if they make a left turn, and I think the biggest left turn, Bully, is what we're seeing in the main event picture. You know, the rock coming in, and then the rock coming in as a heel. I don't think anyone could have predicted that, but that's what we're getting. So if the rest of the card is a bit more predictable... That's not necessarily a bad thing. And what they have done, and you just mentioned Drew McIntyre, what they have done with Drew McIntyre, I think Drew McIntyre is doing some, if not the best work,
0: of his entire career. Drew, over the past couple of months, has definitely stepped up his game. He has stepped up his in-ring game, which he's always been very good at, but he stepped up his character game, on the microphone, I am enjoying this past two month version of Drew McIntyre. I'm I'm interested to see how it carries over into WrestleMania. Now knowing that he has a shot at Seth Rollins and the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Now on the men's side,
1: you mentioned Randy Orton, and what a great job Randy Orton did in that Elimination Chamber men's match. I want to start with what how we started with Elimination Chamber on Saturday, and that is with the Women's Chamber match. Uh, Bully, I I think everybody's talking about it, and we should too. Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton had an MVP performance
0: on Saturday. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany. (laughs) Amazing performance from Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton did not go over. Tiffany Stratton got over. You heard the people in Australia chanting for her. Yeah. Great performance. I took a couple of notes on Tiffany also. Um, One of the things that stood out to me about Tiffany in this match was her level of physicality. Tiffany is a beautiful girl who is not a fa- afraid to get her face caved in, not afraid to go into something full force, not afraid to take these maneuvers and not pull out at the very last second. She, she's there for everything. She's not afraid to get her hands dirty. She's not afraid to get smacked around. She's not afraid to get beat up and given that beaten up back. Did you see when she did the cartwheel backflip backhand spring into the roaring elbow in the corner? Yes. Do you see how much momentum and piss and vinegar there is on that springboard back elbow into the corner? That's the way it should be done. She is... Here's your soundbite. Tiffany Stratton reminds me of the great Muda when she does the back... Round off, handspring, elbow. Wow. I don't know how much higher of a compliment I can pay Tiffany Stratton than that line right there.
1: You can't. Yes, no? I mean, that's, that is the ultimate compliment. Never thought on, on a Monday morning that I would hear those two names in the same sentence, but I understand what you're saying, Bully.
0: Let's break down this move. Let's break down the mechanics and the dynamics of the move. First, she goes into a cartwheel. Now, you got to remember, Tiffany Stratton is a gymnast. So her cartwheel is going to look great. Her back, you know, springboard hand flip, you know, the backflip that she does. And then when she lands, she propels herself with that back elbow. It's not like she lands close to her opponent and then just gives this bullshit little light elbow. And I'm I'm sorry I have to bring this other lady's name up, but an example of that move done with not enough emphasis is Dana Brooke. We'd see Dana Brooke do that move two, three times in a match, and it had no – there was no pizzazz to it. There was no great payoff to it. There was no physicality to it. Tiffany is propelling herself at least two to three feet away from her opponent And when she's giving that back elbow, boom, there's a pop to it.
1: Now, when you you bring up Muda, it makes a lot of sense, Bully. And that was a great example of what you're talking about. And a lot of times when we see that type of a move done, it's the stop and start. It's like, all right, I'm going to do this move. Now I've done it. Now I'm going to do the next move. It's like you said, propelled. You understand it. Why is she doing this? Why would she do that? It makes no sense well it makes sense in this instance cuz of the momentum of the move like you said the power behind it it's one it's one motion so now it makes complete sense and that is the perfect example you bringing that up from saturday bully
0: so the two things that stood out to me like i said about tiffany is her level of physicality and the certain moves that she that she does you know that you know round off back spring back elbow maneuver really catches my eye and when a fan base is behind you as much as they are uh they were Tiffany when you have a Becky Lynch in there when you have a Bianca Belair in there that says a lot slow and steady wins the race it seems like they're back on track with Tiffany from what I have seen from her so far I don't know why the sky could not be the limit for Tiffany Stratton as it was for Trish Stratus And if it wasn't, it might be because of the chip on her shoulder that could be lingering that eventually somebody will have to knock off and put Tiffany in her place. Doesn't seem to be happening now. I mean, since she's come to the main
1: roster, and to get that type of platform like she did on Saturday in front of over 50,000 fans, Bully, I think they see just what we saw in her the first time we got to speak to her. You know, we, I mean, after we did that interview, if it was me, you, and Tommy that did that interview, I believe the first time, correct? Yes. And I remember, I remember in that break, we were all kind of like jaws dropped. Like, who was that? Like, you know, we we like we, it was. We knew right after that first interview that she was going to be something big in the WWE, and I think we're seeing it right now. How about Bully when Liv Morgan, who's loved and one of the biggest baby faces, she eliminates. Tiffany Stratton, and the and the fans booed. You had 50,000 fans booing Liv Morgan after Tiffany got eliminated.
0: Tiffany is, right now, a total package. She really is. From yes. the look to the athletic ability in the ring to the in-between stuff, love the facials, love the selling. So far, she's caught my eye. And she's caught my eye for more reasons than one. She is fantastic. And she is going to be,
1: I mean, a main eventer. And I don't remember, Bully, somebody coming in this quickly and making that presence known coming from the NXT roster. Now, we've seen it. And I'm talking about Charlotte. I'm talking about Bailey. I'm talking about Becky. With all those women, it took a little time. Here, it's just like immediate. They have presented her like a main event star. And listen, with her athleticism, her attitude, her personality, and her charisma, Bully, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to say that this time next year, we're going to see her wrestling for a world championship
0: on the biggest stage at WrestleMania 41. Uh, Hopefully. You do have, you know, when you have like a Rhea Ripley in front of you, you know, kind of carrying... The torch for the women's division, when you have the Charlotte Flairs, when the you have the Becky Lynches, the Bianca Belairs, the Baileys. You need to up your game and you need to up it quick. All I expect from a wrestler every night is especially young wrestlers like Tiffany Stratton. All I expect to see is one step forward. Because this industry, this business, this art form that we do is very, very difficult. And you only start to really get it after about 20 years. And Tiffany doesn't have nearly 20 years under her belt. But if you can take one step forward every single night, you're getting the job done. And that's what Tiffany's doing. And it's being proven in ring, on the mic, but mostly by the responses of the fans.
1: Yeah, and and then Becky winning. What are your thoughts about Becky winning the chamber match on Saturday?
0: Well, let's go back to that word predictable. I mean, if you had to pick somebody to win, I would have picked Becky. Yes. You know, they're back on track with Becky. Becky's a baby face. We're we're pretty far away from that weird, futuristic, cyber-heel Becky that was making absolutely no sense. And every single week, me and you would come on and be like, what the hell is going on with Becky Lynch? One of the biggest force feeds I've ever seen in the past 10 years of trying to Force a heel Becky Lynch down the throats of a fan base who wants to love her. So uh, I, I'm i on board. Good decision. Becky's a star in a main event match at WrestleMania against Rhea. Bring it on. How do you think the fans are
1: going to react to Becky when she's in the ring with Rhea in Philadelphia? Or does that even
0: matter? It, it, listen, in Philadelphia matters. And I'll just go back to to history. I always bring this up. 89, Halloween Havoc. Dynamic dudes with a white meat baby faces. Up against who? The flamboyant, fabulous Freebirds. Philadelphia switched those two. They booed the dynamic dudes out of the building. I don't think anybody is safe in Philadelphia. I don't think there's one act that is truly safe. Okay, if you tell me like Cody or some uber, uber baby face or an uber heel. But with a Rhea and a Becky, you can see that place split right down the middle, can't you? Yeah, that's that's why for a
1: minute, and I said this on Friday with Thunder, I really thought they might pull the trigger and have Nia beat Rhea. Because think about how hated Nia Jax would have been in Australia. if Think about the optics, the boos that would have happened. Now, I know that's ruining a good feel-good story for Rhea Ripley, but then you can have a full-circle full moment with Nia and Becky in the ring at WrestleMania. I'm not saying that that's the way they should have gone, but you could see them going that way and that being a big matchup. Now you're going to have Rhea and Becky, and I do believe, Bully, that that crowd is going to be split down the middle because even though storyline-wise Rhea is a heel, I think no
0: matter where Rhea goes, she gets cheered. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? I talk pro wrestling, and I play rock and roll. Yeah! Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation.
1: It's Wednesday! You know what that means?
0: The only place to party is busted open after dark with me, Uncle Bully, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation 156 and on the Sirius XM app. There was two things that I was like, ah,
1: during the Grayson Waller effect. One is, I don't know if you caught it, but it sounded like Cody was about to tell us what The Rock said in his ear on
0: SmackDown and Grayson Waller interrupted him. Oh, so for everybody who's telling me it doesn't matter what the Rock said to Cody in his ear, I guess it's important enough for them to touch on it a little bit. He
1: he was about to he was about to say, it, Grace and Grayson Waller jumped in and interrupted. Him. I was like, ah! And we're about to find out what, the, how what did he was you, how saying did you in go? his ear. I went ah! And then the other one was with Seth, where Cody makes this challenge to the Rock. And everybody's like, oh, you see people like, oh, and you get a big reaction from the people in Perth. And then Seth's like, just know, buddy, like I'll be by your side. And everybody's like, "Meh," because it's like, where's that leading to what? Where's that going to go? I mean, maybe storyline wise, but I feel I still feel that people think we may get this tag match. I don't think anybody wants
0: to see this tag match, but it is interesting Whoa! You don't think anybody would want to see uh, Cody and Seth versus Rock and Roman on night one? I don't. I, 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 I personally wouldn't want to see that. I much rather
1: see Cody and The Rock one on one than a tag match between the four.
0: Okay, if you give me the choice of the two, yes, I would take the single well, spe- match. We, you have to now, right? I mean, Cody made well, the challenge. Well, this has been like this, this creative has been very fluid and can change at any time. But the closer we get to WrestleMania, I don't think much they're going to change much. And we react to what we have in front of us, kind of like a jury. Jury gets some evidence in front of them, they make a determination, guilty, not guilty, based on the evidence. Well, if new evidence gets presented, then they have to take that evidence into account. And now decide guilty or not guilty. Classic example: the movie Twelve Angry Men. The first vote: eleven guys voted guilty. One guy said not guilty. By the time they get to the to the end of the movie, all twelve men say not guilty. Here's the new evidence we have in front of us. Cody acknowledged the slap. Remember what I said, or what I brought to the what I brought up. I need to see that receipt. I want to see Cody Rhodes smack the Terramontas taste out of the Rock's mouth. I need to see that receipt because I think it's going to do Cody a world of good. As of what Cody said, yes, right now I think night one, Cody and Rock Because you're not going to do it on a Raw. You're not going to do it on a SmackDown. Although it would do a monster, monster rating. But I think they'll save it for night one. But Seth comes in and says, basically, Cody, you're going to need backup. If you need backup, I got your back. I think somehow this will turn into a tag, especially with what the commercial for WrestleMania looked like with all four men coming at each other. And the four-way stare down. But at the very least, I would say Rock does have to answer the challenge. But I don't think it's going to be Rock and Cody one-on-one.
1: It's funny because a a few things from what you said, Bully. Number one, I think right now, it's all about the Rock and Cody. Roman has been quiet for the most part as far as like people gravitating what's coming out of his mouth. They're mostly gravitating to what The Rock is saying. What did The Rock say? Cody Crybabies, right? How pissed off I got. How pissed off the fan base got. There's a chance.
0: Go ahead. Time out. I just need to say something before I forget it. Based on Cody asking in the crowd, are there any Cody Crybabies here? And everybody popping for it? They need to come out with a shirt today that says, I'm a Cody Crybaby. Get behind it, it. Own it. I I've owned it from day one. Lean soon, into it.
1: As soon as the Rock made that comment, Bully, I did an emergency podcast that did monster numbers on our podcast platform. Whose decision was and that
0: to do that podcast? It was a group
1: decision. Now I'm a team player. Now, Bully. Now, Bully. I'll say this in that emergency podcast. I said. I'm leaning into it. I'm owning it. I'm a Cody crybaby, but I'm not the only one doing that. I think the Cody fans are leaning into it. Hey, I'm a Cody crybaby, and I, I and I'm owning it, and I'm fine with it. But right now, right at least right now, that's it's gonna change once we get to Philadelphia, bully. But right now, isn't it more
0: about Cody and The Rock than it is Cody and Roman? It is. It's crazy because Cody, in my opinion, is casting a sh- uh, uh, casting a cloud over Seth and Rock is definitely casting a cloud over Roman. Yes, I think that's what's happening right now. So, and coming out of the chamber with Cody laying down the challenge, now I need to hear The Rock's response. Now the hook is in my mouth. Yes. Wh- 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 when and where will Rock respond? And
1: so now that that challenge was made, for me, as soon as Seth opened his mouth, I'm like, I don't want to see a tag. Now I do not want to see a tag. I want to see Cody one-on-one because I feel like it's going to be what you just said. Cody and Rock, night one. Cody and Roman, night two. If Cody can get past the Rock.
0: Now, one of the things I, one of the visuals that I'm going to, if it is Cody and Rock, one of the visuals I'm going to love is Cody and Rock face to face. You're going to get a very much a David and Goliath moment from the two of them. Because remember, Rock makes Roman look small and Roman's bigger than Cody. So let me ask you this
1: if that's the scenario that's played out. Does Cody and Rock night one overshadow Cody and Roman night two?
0: No. Because of the title? Correct. And I think that that's making if I don't know what the finish is, don't want to know what the finish is. But if your decision is to put the universal championship around Cody's waist on night two, what a way to get there by defeating the Rock night one and then having to deal with the entire bloodline and possible Rock interference night two and still defeat Roman. I mean, hey, hey, Cody, what did you have to do? What hard times did you have to deal with to beat Roman Reigns? Well, I went through this, 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 and this, and then I had to wrestle two nights in a row at WrestleMania. And oh, by the way, night one, I beat The Rock. And night two, I had to make sure the whole bloodline did not interfere, and I pinned Roman Reigns. That's some hard times, right there, you had to get through. But I if think they decide to pay it off in May at, at, at uh, in Philadelphia.
1: But I think there's even more hard times in store for Cody. I think there's a chance here, and this is another story, another another chapter in the book. That's a possibility. Another another turn that the WWE may make here. I think Seth could screw Cody on this road. To WrestleMania 40. Why? Bully. Let's not forget. Cody didn't beat Seth once. Cody didn't beat Seth twice. Cody beat Seth three times. Three times. You can't tell me that that doesn't grate on Seth. And maybe the story is about this World Heavyweight Championship not having the credibility it deserves. Because Cody choosing the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and beating Seth Rollins three times. You know what? Seth Rollins could be the devil on this road to WrestleMania
0: 40. And if he is the devil, I hope he puts the mask on just once, unlike Adam Cole, baby, who has never put the devil mask on, nor have I ever seen him take it off. Adam Cole is not the devil.
1: Listen. Adam Cole. Oh, no, no, amazing. no, you listen. You, you need to get over that. You need to get over that. And it really doesn't mean anything right now anyway, because we need I just to see the return of MJF.
0: It. I like the idea of Seth screwing Cody over because it extends Cody's story. I would not have a problem at all with Cody losing night uh, two. Uh, what, what, what? Uh, what do you got? Do you have a pain in your lower back? I, you have, what, what's wrong? Does your left nut have a hurt? Or something? Like, what's wrong? You're wincing. You're moving in your chair. Bully. You're, making, you're rolling your eyes. Bully. It looks no, like you're bitten to a b- lemon. What? Bully. No disrespect.
1: And, and you know, whatever a sentence starts with, no disrespect. It oh, yeah. comes to no, spit in the face and a kick in the nuts. <laughs> bully. No disrespect. Because you know more about this than I ever will. But you know this bully. That timing is everything.
0: You just said Seth Rollins is going to screw over
1: Cody. I'm saying it's a possibility. I'm saying it's a possibility, but listen to me. Listen to me, and then I want to get your honest reaction to this, okay? Timing is everything. Like, don't you feel, bully, that the stars have aligned? That everything that WWE wished for has come to pass. Cody, all right, going into WrestleMania 39, I thought Cody should beat Roman. You said, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. And you were right. Mark Henry was right. The crowd was mixed for Cody at WrestleMania 39. But everything that they have done, every possibility that they have thrown out there, Cody has knocked out of the park. Every curveball. Don't you feel like the stars have aligned for Cody that this would be the perfect time for them to pull the trigger on Cody? Everything you've asked for has happened. Every reaction that you have wanted, you have gotten. Don't you think you're taking a big, big chance by not pulling the trigger at WrestleMania 40? Honestly.
0: No. That's the answer to your question. What I was doing was saying that if they decided to have Seth Rollins screw over Cody which was your possibility suggestion I wouldn't have a problem with it because it makes sense so you're the one that came up with the suggestion and I agreed with it and now you're coming down on me I'm not coming down on you I'm just I'm throwing out that possibility
1: by what I saw in australia once the
0: story's over the story's over okay now we're relying on cody to carry the company you know for 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 however long i do believe if cody goes over at 40 great awesome rah 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 sis boom ba. but you have to look at what you have can we get more out of this? Do we have enough players to stretch this? Can we stretch the story and in turn get Roman closer to Hogan's record? Can we get Hogan and Roman in the ring with talking segments? It's the anniversary of Hulkamania, the 40th anniversary of Hulkamania. Can we kill two birds at one stone? Can we get the championship on Cody at a later date in a prestigious match, maybe in a prestigious arena? I just saw, again, the other night, the WWE remind us on Instagram about how they used the same bull rope for Shinsuke and Cody as they did for Dusty and and, uh, Superstar. That them reminding me again about that is they're tipping the cap to history. I I still stand firm on my suggestion and my opinion of Cody's story needs to end where Dusty's started. Madison Square Garden, to me, is the absolute best idea for this, the best place for this story to end. I get it. It's WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals. The showcase of the immortals did not exist when Dusty Rhodes held that championship in the air for three seconds. The full circle story for Cody is Madison Square Garden, where the ghost of Dusty Rhodes will be in Cody's corner. Nobody can change my mind like that. If you tell me what money, or the money that can be made at WrestleMania, yeah, I get that. I get the business end of it. I, it's WrestleMania. Rah, 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 sis, Mumbai, his sister's ass, all the money in the world. But I'm talking about a story. The first night Cody Rhodes came out on Monday Night Raw, he told me the story about his dad, and superstar Billy Graham in Madison Square Garden and the picture that's on his mantle, and he wants to fulfill the destiny that his father couldn't. Where did it start? Madison Square Garden. Where should it end? Madison Square Garden. That's my final answer. I have not deviated from that since I, day one. I agree with you. All right, couple things from what you said. But... No, 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 no. You agree with me with my version of the story, or you agree with me that it should end in the garden? I I agree with you on your version of the story.
1: I agree with you in the fact that you believed in this since day one. I haven't wavered. I still think it needs to happen at WrestleMania 40. We differ on that. But, you know, I'm a beer guy, so you would be able to answer this question better than me. You're you're a wine con- connoisseur, correct? You're uh, you're uh, a man of that enjoys a fine wine, right? I'm a connoisseur of many things. Okay. Including fine wines. Okay. So, when it comes to wine, there's the perfect moment, the perfect time to open up that bottle and to have a glass, right? You you don't want to open that bottle too early and you don't want to open that bottle too late. Like, there's a perfect time to open up a bottle of wine. Are you taking a chance waiting past 40? It seems, like I said, that the stars have aligned for Cody. He's getting monster reactions everywhere. Are you taking a chance by not pulling the trigger at WrestleMania 40? I'm not being facetious here. I'm being honest. No. Are, uh, yeah,
0: are you taking that chance? Yes, you're taking a chance. But if what you have booked after 40 makes sense and gives Cody even more momentum, why not do it? Because you're going to bring the Roman story along with you. You can bring the Hogan story record along with you. There are, and are any of the things I'm saying so far out of left field?
1: No, they're not. I mean, a bully. You're very convincing. What you're saying, what you're saying, is extremely convincing to me. There's if no doubt gone, about it. But if you've
0: gone through all of the trouble to do this, Roman. Uh, you know, record with, you know, 1,593 days, whatever the number is, constantly it, constantly driving it home. And he's about to, and in a couple of months, he can surpass Hulk Hogan on the all-time list. And Hulk Hogan is still around in which you can get in rings with Hulk Hogan, Paul Heyman, and Roman Reigns. And if you can get Seth to screw over Cody in which you want to see Cody get through Seth to have to get back to Roman again and you can pay it off in the garden? What's wrong with that scenario? You better, Somebody better come at me with some real good facts to shoot down my story. I'm not telling you my story is the best. I'm telling you my story makes the most sense. So if Cody does not win at mania, as long as the next eight to 10 months has good story based on Seth screwing Cody or the rock or the bloodline all over again to where Cody is at the lowest of the lows, that the last spot he ever gets a chance is Madison square garden my God. Why are you smiling right now, Dave? It's just...
1: I I understand where you're coming from. It's, it's, it's a struggle for me because if that's the way it went, Bully, how can I complain? I mean, how can I complain? As a fan of Cody, as a fan of Dusty Rhodes, how can I complain Cody winning that championship at Madison Square Garden? I can't. But at the same time, it's just you know, in Philadelphia, WrestleMania 40. Now there's all this talk about, who knows, maybe Sylvester Stallone may be involved in this or something. There's all these rumors out there. I mean, God, it just feels like this is the perfect right moment for Cody to win this championship. But then I'm listening to you, Bullion, and you're very convincing. You're very convincing in what you're saying.
0: But I can't waver. I, I have no argument or counterpoint to your suggestion about this being the, the perfect time, the perfect scenario. But I, because I would agree with you, unless, what the, unless they have something planned on the back end, that doesn't make this the perfect time. So let me ask you this. If WrestleMania this year was in, what's the arena? What's the arena called? Is that the Wachovia Center over there?
1: Yes, I think so. Yeah.
0: If it was in an arena, would you still feel the same way? No. So, <laughs> so now you wouldn't feel the same way because it's a smaller venue. You're saying the story should end at Mania because there's forty thousand more people in the stadium than would be in the arena. It's it's just that WrestleMania moment. It's that's it's... a that's to
1: me that's a shit answer. Well, I mean, I'm being honest. It's a WrestleMania moment. It's 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 just going to be different. It's and and you're and that's a bit. First of all, what you're saying would never happen. It's not going to be in a smaller venue. It's in a stadium
0: full but of. But I'm people. trying to I'm trying to understand your point of view why as to why this is the moment it needs to happen. I guess because
1: Willie, the one thing I'll agree with you on. If you look at the story and you diagram the story your scenario works much better because of the dusty element. But I look at it in the way of where did Roman screw Cody Rhodes? It was at WrestleMania. It was in a stadium full of 75,000 people. So for me, it needs to be in this moment on the surface and for Cody. But if you really look deep into the story when it comes to Dusty, your scenario makes a lot of sense.
0: So then, okay, let me take what you just said, that Roman screwed Cody at WrestleMania. Thus, 40 is the best place to do it since you got screwed a year earlier by Solo on behalf of Roman. Then I need to hear Cody say to Roman Reigns, you screwed me at 39. I'm going to recit you at 40. And and right and we're going to get to there.
1: Bully, I feel like but I think you know at the beginning of this conversation we said it. It just feels like it's more about Cody and the Rock right now than it is about Cody and Roman. Now, when do you make that change? When do you make that move? I guess closer to Philadelphia, but it's clearly more about Cody and Rock than Cody and Roman.
0: If everything stays status quo right now, Cody beats Rock on night one because it seems like we're going to get them. Cody beats Roman night two. Yay. Next night on Raw, who's Cody's first opponent? That's a great question because... No, no, no. You can't just go, that's a great question. You need the great answer because if you don't have a great answer... For what happens on Monday Night Raw and who's that first heel to step up and breathe down Cody's neck, then you don't have it. Bully,
1: it's a great question.
0: Busted Open is part of the
1: SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.